Olson and Wilson Private Capital presents Cincinnati's own Wise Money with the founders Brad Olson and Joe Wilson. That's right, folks. Welcome to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson. I am your host, Spike Spangle. We're talking about all of your retirement planning needs. Brad and Joe are the co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital right here in Cincinnati. If you need any help with your retirement planning needs, please give us a call right here. We're going to talk about all different kinds of offers that we're doing throughout today's program. But take down this phone number right now, folks. 844-657-1072, as Joe likes to say. Joe, how are you doing this week, buddy? I'm I'm good, man. It's been a crazy week in the Wilson household, but we're doing good. I know. Well, where where is everybody? I I understand uh, it's a little empty there. Cue the song all by ourselves. All Uh, by myself. I think I'm in the wrong key. I think you probably just like broke the radio. I guarantee you like 10, 10 listeners just changed channels. So yeah, we took the kids. We dropped my son off at uh, the Ohio State University uh, last week. And we dropped my daughter off at Rhodes College down in Memphis. And so... Uh, they're at school and rocking and rolling, and and so it's been a it's been a busy time for for all involved. And, uh, and so part of the collegiate economy yourself, I'm sure you look forward to those expenditures over the next few years. And it's just wonderful. It's one yeah. Daughter's in her senior year, which for for undergrad, and she's going on. She's wanting to go into medicine, but oh, uh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, it'll be nice to to not have to pay that tuition, or I could just have like you know Elizabeth Warren and and half of DC just pay for it maybe they'll do that there you go there you go <laughs> do you know what kind of medicine what is she looking at yeah, she's going to do pediatric surgery so uh, we'll see yeah wonderful she's, she's a brainiac thank god for her mother brad is your family doing anything worthwhile with their lives as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah well come Cam- on brad cameron's cameron's working with us uh and oh, she's trying. doing she's doing God's work then. She's yep. helping the community. Yep. Doing right God's here. work, and, right. and my son Connor is uh, up in Sheboygan Falls uh, working as a chemist. So they're both productive members of society. Fantastic, awesome. fantastic. And the best part is that tuition bills are over. Yeah, I'm a little jealous, Brad. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm trying to talk Brad into like paying for my kids' college. So far, I'm I'm losing. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, come on, help me out, Spike. We got it. We got it. You know, hey, yeah, Brad, don't you hey, keep again, just wait for D.C. and maybe they'll forgive all of it. And you won't have to. Don't worry about get it. me started. That's right. Gonna get- Brad's waiting for his check. I'm waiting he's for paid for, for college for his two kids. He's waiting. He's going to see if they're going to send him a check. I mean, why not? Right. We only have a nine percent inflation. Let's just spend more money and give it away. Well, it. no, it's not the nine percent inflation. It's the thirty one trillion in debt. I just don't I don't know where it's coming from. I understand the why behind it, but oh my gosh it's going on the government's credit card I, 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 and I when say, they have to pay it and no offense come to everybody that's listening to this program yeah and no offense but offense it's like going on a discover card i mean this is like really high interest rate stuff that, that we're paying here um seriously brad though do you do you think this is something that will help the economy or just get us deeper into debt by saying helping the economy it's it's getting kids uh who have a little bit less debt maybe to contribute a little bit more to their very first work retirement accounts meaning maybe i don't i don't know i i just don't know i, I just i just don't believe that i think it's fundamentally un-american boom shakalaka I, I, truth you know, bomb truth bomb from brad right there it it really just cranks 
me up. But <laughs> it is what it is. I had no say for, say over it. They didn't call me and ask me what yeah. I thought. Yeah. Well, you know, we love the idea of not of getting people out of debt. I mean, that's great, right? Congratulations. I, I guess if you got it, that's good. Uh, I mean, that that hopefully you do something with that money and and you save for yourself and for yeah. your retirement. Yeah. Uh, I hope it works that way. In the grand scheme of things, ten thousand dollars for most college uh, folks that have debt is a drop in the bucket but when you add up ten thousand dollars per kid i mean it's an it's astronomical yeah. amount of money that we just put on the on the credit card and um you know to me to me whether you're right or left it is what it is it screams buying votes yeah uh you know what joe i, I do want to ask you this you, you you have two kids you're, you're you know you are in the midst of the kind of financial planning that millions of americans are going through right now and our kids have just gone back to college I would imagine you started planning for these college costs a long, long time ago. And so did, did you utilize things like 529s? Did you did you start that a long time ago? You know, I did a little bit. I, I, I think we've made it pretty abundantly clear on, on this. I think 529s is, is just a great vehicle. I don't think they're end-all, be-alls. It's nice. You get a little state deduction. Um, I'm not a big fan personally of, and I did not utilize it, the... Uh, age stuff because because I just don't like the fact of um, uh, I'm worried about interest rate risk and its effect on bonds and we have hit that with targeting funds and really 529s when you put them on those automatic kind of as they get older, they get more "quote unquote" conservative. Really, all that is is a target date fund. Uh, so I did not participate in that function. I would just invest in the equities, and when I felt like I needed to raise some cash, we did that appropriately. Um, but but also just some good old hard, you know, budget. Right? We set aside X amount of dollars and pay for it. So. Um, there's so many avenues, but I think sometimes people forget that sometimes the best way to pay for something is to just save the money. Yeah. Like everything, <clears throat> like everything, it's a math problem. Yeah. Or borrow, or borrow the money from Brad and, and just never pay him back. But trying to, <laughs> very nice, but trying to figure out future value, I, I think is a little difficult, especially as folks are driving around Cincinnati right now doing their errands. Were you able to, both of you fellas, able to kind of bake in the idea uh, that not only do we want to pay for what looks to be tuition right now, that means 20 years ago, but did you take into account future value and how much tuition has increased? Well, I'm going to, you know, transparency for me, you know, we, I'm a little, we were younger when we had our kids. Uh, Angela got married at 21. We had Bree at 23. Joe at 25, you know, we were just trying to like, my God, how do we put food on our table and save for retirement? Um, so our our college savings probably got started, really started later than sooner. Um, so I feel like I had a little better window of knowing, hey, okay, we've got X amount of yeah. years. It, it wasn't, I mean, I know college tuition is going through the roof, but at least we, I had a good understanding of kind of where it was going to be. You know, definitely if you're planning for someone that's an infant now, good friends of ours just had a little baby girl, their third child. And, you know, that's a little harder when you're setting aside college planning for them because what, what could tuition be? 18 years from now. And that, that just goes back to fundamentally what drives me nuts about what we just did as a nation. We're, we're, we're literally wiping away $10,000 
uh, and people don't have a, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous when the real problem are these universities uh, charging sixty, seventy thousand dollars? And I mean, nothing wrong with an art degree. I have a friend that has an art degree; she's amazing at it. But you know, if you're going to go spend seventy thousand dollars a year, two hundred and eighty thousand dollars for an art degree, you know, you're not going to get out of there in the most cases making one hundred fifty grand a year. And so, there's got to be some common sense and some budgeting and some planning. And if you're going into college and you're not getting a degree that's going to return some, um, I, I guess, some income right away, you better be aware of how much you're borrowing and and uh, it is beyond it we brad and i obviously you've hit a sore subject because we've been around here grumping and complaining I, that's because why i needed it, to bring it up yeah it's just frustrating well, to me because uh I, I here's what i'm gonna do i still have a mortgage on my house so i'm gonna identify my mortgage i'm gonna let my mortgage identify as a student loan maybe the government can help pay off my mortgage how about that <laughs> well it's i it's yeah, identifying I think, as a student loan i i think the upshot of that whole loan forgiveness program is they're going to end up raising college tuition by $10,000 a year because I mean, the colleges didn't forgive the loan, right? The government's paying the loan, which means we're paying the loan. The government doesn't have money. They have our tax dollars. And I think, I think the, the failure of education, a big part of this is the failure of education to instruct kids Show them the value of money. Show them yes. the value of work. Show them the value yes. of investing. Show them the value of postponing and, and putting away money for the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just, I mean, it, it. I don't think they understand the value of $10,000. I mean, if you're out in the street asking for $10,000 of loans to be given away or forgiven, you know, I don't, they, they lack a basic understanding of economics. Yeah. And it's too bad. That's the failure of the education so, system. Yeah, and I think to piggyback on that, we have a, a client that, that um, brilliant man, retired early, he's done an amazing job saving and uh, retired very early, but felt this passion and this need to, for financial literacy. And literally some of the bigger high schools here in Cincinnati, he teaches uh, a class um, on financial literacy and actually has got it into two major universities, one in Illinois and one in Florida State, where he teaches uh, financial literacy to awesome. wait, wait on it, finance majors. Yeah. And yeah. the amazing thing is the finance majors are coming to him and going, I'm a finance major as a junior, and I didn't even know anything about this because it's personal finance. So all they've been learning is the the quote unquote book knowledge of finance and not the practical personal finance and so it's been an eye-opener to him that here are these brilliant minds at these amazing institutions that have no clue about personal finance and and are learning this and so there is a great void in our society and I think if we really want to want to help people out, we need to get financial literacy in schools. We need to get it in elementary schools, in middle schools, because people need to understand if, if you save more than you spend and you don't do anything stupid, good things happen. Brad, Joe, would you be willing to take calls and appointments with people to have their college kids come in and have a, a full Absolutely. And, and it's one of the reasons why we have Cameron here. I mean, Cameron just graduated from Hillsdale College, a finance degree. She's in her early 20s. She's a brilliant mind. And we have her here specifically for that next generation because people need to understand to be and stay retirement ready. You have to have knowledge. And that's why it's so important, folks, for if you're driving around, you're listening to this 844 657 
888-900-1072. Pick up the phone and call and say, hey, maybe I've got some, some college kids that need some help. They're, they're, they're starting out, or maybe you're trying to do some college planning. We've been through this. you got Brad that's got on the other side. I've got two in the middle of it. we got Cameron that's just coming out and starting in the workforce. We understand the reality of the situation, and that's why we are here to help uh, at Olson Wilson Private Capital. Give us a call right now, 844-657-1072. Let's get your family planning needs met financially. You don't need to do it alone. Hey, I'm going to bring up another topic that Brad really is giggly about, the Inflation Reduction Act. When we get back. That's right, folks. Welcome to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joel Wilson. They are the co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital right here in Cincinnati. If you would like a complimentary retirement ready review, it's going to cover five full points. And rather than me talking about it, Joe, tell me what exactly is the retirement ready review? Well, the retirement ready review encompasses, it's a holistic approach, and we look at three main things. Number one is how much hidden risk is sitting inside the portfolio. We are seeing unbelievable amount of risk and part of that's just because the market has been on a tear running upwards up until the beginning of this year and so portfolios have just gotten out of whack and way too risky and and what we've also seen spike is a ridiculous amount of fees so we start there what hidden risk are there what are you paying for that risk then we go to how much hidden debt does your retirement portfolio owe to the IRS? I don't think people realize on the majority of 401ks and 403bs and 457s how much money that's in there is not theirs and they owe to the IRS and every day that they let that keep baking and don't have a plan for it, they're letting compound interest work against them. So we we have to give a, a, a clear understanding of what the hidden debts are and ultimately, Spike, there's no way to be and stay retirement ready without a written income plan. Too many people are trying to do retirement planning just off a big number off the back of a statement for the big box firm. So retirement ready review, it's a risk and fee analysis. It's a detailed tax analysis. It's a written income plan. We also highlight maximization of Social Security. So it's an all-encompassing thing, and it's complimentary to the first 10 callers that call in off the show. 844-657-1072 for you, the listeners out there, to get your own complimentary retirement readiness review. 844-657-1072. I always like to poke the bear a little bit. Brad, the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> or, yeah. Is there, is there new information? I mean, this is, we, we've been talking about it for a little bit for a couple of weeks. It's out there in the news. I'm curious what it means, though, to our, our listeners and more so to our retirees. Well, I does anybody believe anything the government says? So. I mean, come on. You're going to name you're going to name a massive spending bill, the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, really? let's, let's break we this just down. Believe what they say. I think they think if they say it often enough and and loud enough that people will believe it. Yeah, elephants are pink. It's elephants spending. are pink. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> Larry Summers, all right, former U.S. Secretary of the Treasury. All right, Larry Summers. He served several presidencies. Was president of Harvard University. He was on a podcast. Sounds like a kind of smart person. Yeah, yeah no, good, don't always agree smart. with them, but but this is what what he breaks broke out in this podcast. I think it's 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 insane. So he was explaining in the podcast his support of the so-called Inflation Reduction Act because here's in his words, not because it will reduce inflation, but he says the bill is unlikely to reduce inflation. But he supports it 
because there's some important things for the country, like raise taxes on certain companies and spend more on green energy. So in other words, one of the top economists, former president of Harvard, U.S. Secretary, uh, Treasury Secretary, literally says the bill called the Inflation Reduction Act will not actually reduce inflation, but it's going to move some of Biden's agenda around health care and un- unreliable green energy that that just is a cost waste. Uh, it, it is literally another Trojan horse sitting inside um, a, a spending bill. Brad, well, Brad nailed it. So did the guy that caved, which allowed that bill to pass, said that, yeah, it's not going to you know, reduce inflation, at least not today. So wait, can I ask, I mean, then, come on, from man. your expertise, then what, what is inside this? What exactly is happening? Because we are hearing the title of it. And if it's not inflation reduction, what elements will affect our listeners? Well, here's the deal. They're saying it's inflation reduction because they're doing a, they're doing a math problem that says if this happens, it's if planning. It's why we have problems with people that come in here. If I get this and if it's if planning. And the reality is it's just a big spending bill you've had in the last two weeks between what we just passed as the first segment as we talked about with this uh, tuition just blank check wave student loan a, a student loan forgiveness and you add this in here the money that this bill is going to cost the inflation act you just dropped another trillion dollars in the last two weeks spike our national debt four years ago when my son entered a freshman at Lakota High School our national debt was 20 trillion dollars. 2008, our national debt was at eight trillion. 20 trillion four years ago. Today, we are looking over 30. You add these bills, we're at 31. We are on a spending craze because politicians do not have the guts to stand up for what's right, and 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 all both sides are trying to just by votes and we're creating a very challenging situation where we have true problems we have not had a debate in how to fix social security the last time that came up in any political realm man we're on a politics show today yep. sorry folks you're getting it you're getting the raw ah, the um, relaxing politics show yes tuitions inflation reduction act oh my but it's but here's the deal it's affecting it's affecting the modern retirees pocketbooks because what you have to understand is that social security right now, according to the credit, uh, our uh, Congressional Budget Office, it looks like we're, we're really running out of money by 2031. Guys, it's less than nine years oh, away. God. And the last time we talked about it was the presidential election of 2022 years ago yeah. with Bush and Gore. Remember the whole lockbox? So we're ignoring major problems. We have, we have Social Security that's messed up. We are spending money literally, as mama would say, drunken sailors in port. We're just blowing money left and right. And all we want to do is talk about these things and spend money, more money on things that just it's not moving the needle. And no one in D.C., the clown show, wants to address the real problem. And here's the problem. We have $31 trillion in debt. If Congress does nothing, and we know the only thing they know how to do is spend money, we will see a major tax shift because the current tax code expires at the end of 2025. There's no question that taxes are going to be higher five years from now, 10 years from now. Math wins. It's just, it just has to happen. And and what it's what it the effect of all of this nonsense is it's causing tremendous headwinds for people that are trying to plan their retirement to trying to navigate through retirement because 
you have all this these issues coming at you. You've got crazy markets. You've got interest rates going up. You've got inflation that's that's skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very difficult environment. And and I think what people have to understand is you can't just set a retirement plan up and forget about it. You have to monitor it. Your advisor has to monitor it. Make changes. At, you know, yeah. depending on the situation and and Washington isn't helping any. Right. Right. And folks, so that's one of the things that I want to bring up for you right now. I want you to consider what we've been talking about for the last few months, our Roth conversion challenge. We're challenging you to take a look at your retirement accounts and we will help you do that complimentary. I want you to consider how much savings you have in your retirement accounts that you've used at work, those those tax-deferred accounts, 401ks, 457s, uh, the, the TSPs, our, our state workers, wherever you've been saving, if you've been saving tax-deferred, as Brad was just saying, we all know and assume that taxes will be going up maybe as soon as a year from now. But five years and even 10 years from now, when you need to start pulling money from those accounts, you're not going to be in the low tax brackets you are right now which means you're going to have less purchasing power down the road. So we challenge you, complimentary to us at Wise Money, to bring us your retirement account statements to see if doing a Roth conversion is in you and your family's best interest. Call us right here, 844-657-1072, 844-657-1072. Call and ask for your complimentary Roth conversion challenge. I think one of the reasons that both of you guys are fired up is because you've been doing live events lately <laughs> and you're talking to people and you're seeing their faces. Are these the concerns? Are people asking, what does this inflation reduction mean? Here's what is, what's here's going a, on with the recession? Here's a story. Here's a story for you. We had uh, a, a workshop a couple nights ago, and and we go through our process, and it's for people that are that are either in retirement or planning for retirement, and we and and we walk through. Here are the things you have to watch out for. You have to watch out for increasing taxes. You have to watch out for market volatility. You have to watch out for inflation. All of these things can wreck a retirement plan individually, and we've seen just unprecedented changes in all of those areas. And And we had a person half upset at us because he thought we were trying to scare the crowd. Man, I didn't come. I didn't make up all those economic conditions. I'm just trying to explain to people, look, these are dangerous events mm-hmm. you have to respond to them well we, we've kicked the can so far down the road with our spending that it, that it's going to be an issue I mean people forget in in the 1980s uh, early 80s our national debt was like 900 billion 800 billion which is a lot of money but nothing compared to 30 trillion the highest marginal tax rate at that time for the highest income earners was 75 percent here we are today we're just just under 40. Spike, the, the the highest tax bracket in the history of the United States goes back to World War II, 1945, when the highest marginal tax rate was 94%. 94%. Wow. And here we are, 40. So people say, oh, it'll never happen. Well, there's precedence. There's been numerous times where the top marginal rate, here's the deal, it's not just the top rate, it slides all the way down. And so I think people need to understand 
that, oh, I'll spend less, I'll make less in retirement, therefore my taxes will be lower. And it's not necessarily the case because if you reduce the standard deduction or you make some bracket changes or tax rates go up 1% or 2%, you have to realize if you have not done proper tax planning, the majority of your qualified accounts are all taxable. People are looking down the barrel and they're thinking, oh, I'll get $40,000 a year from my retirement accounts. Well, that's before taxes. You you have, when you do retirement planning, you have to have a dedication to reality. What is going on? What is my situation? Give us a call right here. We want to make sure that your money is going to last all the way through retirement, providing you the lifestyle that you want. Call Wise Money, Brad Olson and Joe Wilson right here, 844-657-1072. Anytime during the week or weekend, take that phone number down. We know you're driving around doing your stuff here in Cincinnati, 844-657-1072. More Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson. I've got some statistics from a new Think Advice. Retirement Survey. How many of you out there have an actual written plan? The numbers are not very good. Right not many. None. Welcome back to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson. I'm your host, Spike Spangle. We're talking about all of your retirement planning needs and more importantly, solutions. For those of us here in Cincinnati, give us a call right here. If you do not know, if you have a written out strategy, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But one of the things I did want to ask about, uh, well, you know, all of those magazines, I think now there's a, there's an update for uh, for this year. Uh, the average 65 year old couple will spend over uh, $320,000 now on their own health care costs in retirement. I guess because we've got to pay for for Medicare and so forth, but uh, things like those hearing aids and you know just anything else that we might need to to help us out along the way that that comes out of our own pocket. So I'm curious how much you bake that into your financial strategy, and are there other healthcare costs that you're seeing increasing right now that you help people be aware of? Like I said, I know you guys are doing live events recently. Is health one of the things that you talk about? Well, well yeah. When you look at, at 30 plus years of retirement, the number one area you're probably going to spend money as retirees in your health care. I mean, I know it just, I'm a juvenile diabetic since I was 11 years old. I can't get over the cost of just my medical supplies and what they've gone up just the last five or six years. Every, inflation's hitting everyone and, and, and really hard on the Medicare front, or, or not Medicare, but on the, on the medical front. I know my mom and dad, they were telling me some some prescriptions that they need. I mean, they're like $500 a month. It is insane what we're seeing in medical cost. And so you have to factor in your retirement planning that you, you probably haven't thought of, or most modern retirees that are in their 50s and 60s that haven't seen those those bills, that medical, medical expenses are, are, are massive and, and are real. Um, and so you have to have that part of the written income plan. You have to have a buffer of inflation. Part of that is on the medical side. Okay. Now, what about, though, as, as we go further, you were talking about an expansion lately of seeing a lot more people 
using Medicaid recently. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's a whole different world. Well, let's get back. I mean, you're getting on our hot button, right? We talked about this. Yeah, we're calling it a political so, show this week. For yeah, both. it is. It might be. the clown. Show. Let's call it the clown show, and everyone will know it's politics, Perfect. right, on both sides of the aisle. So let's go back to March of 2020, the family's first coronavirus relief act. And so mm-hmm. what happened there is it, it barred states from removing people um, becoming ineligible for their Medicaid. But did you realize there's still a COVID emergency in the United States? Right now? Technically. I didn't realize that. Technically, there's still, a from the government, a still coded a COVID emergency. And I was shocked when I saw this, but here's the deal. There's about 20 million Medicaid enrollees would no longer be eligible if that emergency stopped because their incomes exceed the threshold for qualifying for Medicaid. But because this is an emergency, they're including in it. So the big question is, we're seeing this huge surprise in medical bills as, as a budget from our, our government because the annual Medicaid spending has increased by almost $200 billion during the pandemic. That's about as much as Medicaid spending grew from 2012 to 2019, Spike. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. This COVID emergency is set to end October 13th. The, okay. the gamble is... Yeah, I bet that will be extended. I mean, it's, they it's, don't want to lose $20 million votes. $20 million, and it's only three weeks before the election. So Jeez. do we continue and kick this can down the road, and then the government continues to spend money for people that actually are making enough money to survive... That but aren't be, eligible. Because they're, they're not eligible unless it's under emergency c- contact. The, the, I have never seen any government program... I shouldn't say any. There's very few... Maybe any, be arguable, okay. where we gift it and the government doesn't just adopt it in some other form and keep it on going under another name. It's really hard to take away free money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a politician. It, it shut that spigot off right now. But what we're doing to, to rehash and recircle is kicking financial disaster down the road. And all of these roosters are going to come home to roost. And I think the easiest place to get it is money where the majority of the modern retiree has been saving. And that's in their 401ks, their IRAs, their 403bs, their 457s. And they do not have a clue how much debt because the, the rules of the game could change. They can take whatever they, they want. get that? Yeah, how? They're going to get that through taxes. It's like mm-hmm. it's like. Jesse James said, why do you rob banks? Because that's where the money is. <laughs> Spike, if, that's if, where the taxes are going to increase. Spike, if you're going to take $1,000 a month in retirement, we have people yeah. staying way more than that, yeah. but just $1,000 a month in retirement mm-hmm. savings, right? And, and let's just say your tax bracket's 20%. Well, that means you have $800. What if they just raise it 10%? Now you have $700. That's a big, big difference. That's a 30% reduction yeah. in your quote-unquote planned income. And I just, I, I don't believe it, and I know it to be true, because when we go over this with people, their their chin hits the desk because no one's thinking about it, because no one's talking about it, other than the big news networks that's saying, you know, oh, another bill, and hey, congratulations, you know, 10 grand student debt is waived. Well, that's go- that cost is going somewhere, and it's going to hit the majority of the modern retirees that are turning 65, you, and they're not planning for it, and you have to plan for taxes going up. You have to plan for it. You have to plan for it, and you have to make provisions to 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 change those tax rates in your plan going forward and you've got to what? do that right now folks this I, the, we call it the tax ticking time bomb and it is coming 
do yourself a favor right now. Look, it, there is no cost to this. Write down this phone number. Give us a call just so we can talk about the potential of taxes in your own accounts. Obviously, we're broadcasting all over Cincinnati. What does it mean for you, your family, your spouse? Brad and Joe will let you know. Give us a call right here. 844-657-1072. Ask for your own complimentary retirement readiness review if you're getting ready to retire or if you're at the beginning of retirement and you're not sure if you've taken taxes into account you gotta give us a call 844-657-1072 it leads me to a, another question i want to ask it was from a study i just read in uh, think advisor magazine one of those kind of financial magazines that if you're having a hard time falling asleep at night just god spike you have no life just open up page one or two and you'll be out <laughs> in a couple of moments uh, uh, most workers they say 70 percent of them have some form of financial strategy but they're actually only 29 percent of them have a written plan a written plan, something where you've actually gone through these sort of numbers. 50% of workers expect to work to at least the age of 65. 31% of workers expect to pa work past 65. 19% of workers think they don't plan to ever retire. But I'm yep. sorry, I, I think that's a great concept. Oh, I, I love what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep doing it. But sometimes the industry phases you out. Fellas, I wanted to ask you when we don't have a written strategy, a written plan, what are our chances for success in retirement when we don't know the pathway? Well, well I think I think your chances for success are less. And and it's makes it much, much, much easier for you to fool yourself because because if you don't know if you don't have it written down how do you know how to change it how do you know what components to change hmm. taxes go up maybe maybe inflation goes down okay well i had provisioned for what if it's not written down you don't know your memory is you know most human beings memory is not good especially the further away you get from it so it it just makes sense. It takes some discipline. It maybe takes some help to put together a written plan, but then you can look at it and go, what do I need to change here? What are my, you know, options for changing? Exactly. And, and, and what kind of changes are you going to make in there? But, sure. but without having the actual written strategy. So Brad, if I can ask you, so in your written version of the plan, so you are listening to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson, but you are also the co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital right here in yep. Cincinnati. This is this is literally what you do. You're not just broadcasters. You're not just yelling in the rain here about what's happening with <laughs> politics and the money. You guys actually help people along with everyone and Cameron and Every day. everybody in your office and doing it. Your written yep. strategy includes many elements. Investments, yep. I would take that as a given. But you yep. also, Brad, I wanted to, it's, it's, you do a, a great tax review as well. I mean, that, the entire firm does. You've we, talked about the importance of taxes. Well, we do do a tax review. And, and why it's so important, especially in retirement, is it, it, people need to know when you're retired, you know, back up a little bit. Most of the people that come in into our office that we see all the great companies here in Cincinnati, most of their net worth, most of what they're planning on using to support their retirement is in tax-deferred accounts, IRAs, 401ks, pension plans, and that money's not been taxed. And 
and what what people have to remember is that's not all your money. Mm-hmm. You have a partner in there, and it's the government, and they get to decide how much they take. So so tax planning is critical to to maximize the amount of money that you have available for your use. And and there are several strategies you can do to to buy out your partner, the government, out of that money and then let compound interest work for you over the time rather than letting it work for the government. And the key component is, first of all, to identify what what's applicable to an individual and then get it done because now you're taking advantage of the time. Do you want because a lot mm-hmm. of tax planning is much more effective if you can if you can let the time work for you instead of the government. That's that's all I want to ask our listeners right now is do you want to get your money over to a tax free bucket of savings where the growth where where you can start taking them out you won't have to worry about RMDs because it's in a tax free bucket if you would like to know how to do that call us and ask for your own complimentary Roth conversion challenge we'll take a look at those tax deferred accounts those 401k's that most Americans have been saving in in the private sector maybe your 457 maybe your TSP and see if doing a Roth conversion is in your best interest to get as much of your savings as tax-free as possible down the road. Call us right here, 844-657-1072, anytime during the week or weekend. I got a study from BlackRock when we get back. The favorite investments for retirees. Some good answers, a couple answers I'm not a big fan of. When we get back... Welcome back to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson. They are the co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital. Right here in Cincinnati, we're doing our Roth conversion challenge, but more importantly, our retirement readiness review. Are you getting ready to retire? Are you worried about everything that has been making Brad angry throughout today's show? Give us <laughs> I love it. a call, 844-657-1072. Inflation, we know it's driving you crazy. Even Joe just saying that number, if I wanted to take $1,000 for my retirement account, my 401k in retirement, paying even a 20%, I'm really only getting 800 What happens if taxes go up? What happens when taxes go up down the road? I'm going to be taking home 700 650 even worse if things get out of yep. control. You need to take a look at your retirement accounts, and taxes are one of the most impactful things that can hurt your retirement purchasing power. Give us a call, 844-657-1072. Fellas, I read another study in one of my other publications, uh, BlackRock. They did. Uh, uh, they looked at 3,000 retirees and savers and asked them what their favorite investment were, favorite investments were inside their retirement accounts. And I always say, be careful about having favorites. You might love your investments, but they certainly don't love you back. And we get emotionally involved in the investments that have either done yep. well for us or even we look at, oh, that's done poorly. We need to get rid of it. Let's not get emotional. But um, one of the answers that I liked, and this is a, a change in the industry over the last 20 or 30 years, 16% of those surveyed said that ETFs 
were on the top of their investment list in their retirement accounts. And I was really glad to see that because I go back to when we go back 20, 30 years ago, most people were using mutual funds. And you can find mutual funds and exchange traded funds that essentially do the same thing. One's a little more active, one's a little more passive. Wondering if you guys don't mind explaining, uh, for those who might just be newer to it, what exactly is the difference between an ETF and a mutual fund? Let's say it's the S&P 500. Are they the same thing? Well, I think the S&P 500 is an index. So, so yes, in that case, you can, you can literally buy a mutual fund or an ETF. There's a little bit different cost structure that tracks the S&P 500. I think what you need to understand with an ETF, and one of the reasons we like them so much, it's, it's a way to get diversification, but it's taxed very differently than a mutual fund and a taxable account. They're way more tax efficient. The other thing is, is there's two different types. There are passive, uh, and it's your big box. Uh, it's it's the ones you, they're monsters. They're, they're the biggest in the industry. It doesn't make them bad. They just, they track the index. And then there's, there's active managed ETF that tend to cost a little bit more. Uh, with an expense, there's active management inside of it. But and still it, less than a mutual But still way less. And it, I think there's room for both. And, and a great example is the energy ETF. There, there's a great ETF mm. uh, on, on, that's passive. And it, the thing with the passives are usually what's called, I'm getting in the weeds, man, market cap weighted spike. Oh, so oh oh. in that case, in a passive ETF, your biggest holdings will be your largest companies, kind of like Chevron and Exxon. They're going to be overweighted because they're just the largest size companies. Their market cap is bigger. An active managed energy ETF might have Exxon and Chevron, but might be way down the list. They're going to put probably the largest holdings a company they feel that's undervalued or has the best position to grow. So we like utilizing both uh, sometimes active is more in favor, sometimes passive is more in favor. So we actively use we actively use mm-hmm. both active and passive ETFs, and they're a great alternative. We're not big fans of mutual funds in this office, really just because of the cost, uh, the hidden cost, their style drift. There's all kinds yeah. of reasons and why. You just touched on it there. I, th- I think another big component why we don't like them is it's hard to tell where they're invested. They may say they're a large cap value, large cap growth, whatever, mutual fund. But a portfolio manager in a mutual fund has a wide latitude in as to what they're going to invest in. And and a lot of times they'll end up chasing return. And, and it's outside of what type of fund they're supposed to be. An, an ETF allows you to target where you're invested, what particular type of market investment or sector or company type that you're invested in it's not only less expensive but it's it's you're much more accurate in targeting where that Mm -hmm. fund is invested well so again i'm very glad that that people have been moving and and utilizing etfs there's also a a lower cost factor again this is in part the passive but very glad to see that more retirees are are looking for etfs understanding them right now number two answer (laughs) on there though uh i don't know i was i was neither hot nor cold on this 21 percent of retirees in this BlackRock study said that one of their favorite instruments to be using in retirement was actually annuities. This was kind of a surprise to me. There are both pros and cons, 
but 20% of folks out there um, using them and utilizing them as as a tool in their retirement. Does this number surprise well, you, good or bad? Uh, it, it, it doesn't surprise, surprise me. me, not really. But what people have to understand is there are multiple different types of annuities, and they all get thrown in the same bucket as they're all annuities. And people either think, oh, they're all bad or they're mm, all good. Mm. And and you have to evaluate and and choose what particular type of contract to do a, a specific job. There there are annuity contracts that we do not like just because of how they're built and how they're uh, you know the costs and the fees and and there are annuity contracts that we do use, but it depends. It. it you just can't lump them all together, and I think that's okay. what people do. And, uh, yeah, I think you've talked before. We've done other programs. Uh, folks, if you're considering using something like an annuity, we're not saying good or bad, just make sure you know what it is, you understand the costs, you understand the features. If you would like to have a review of either something you are using or considering using as an annuity, you can always call us here as well, 844 657 1072 is the number. This is Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson. We love doing our radio broadcast, but more importantly, they're the co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital Retirement Investment Firm right here in Cincinnati. We would be glad to take a look because we, we kind of call it a second opinion. You guys don't mind doing a second opinion, do you? No, absolutely. We'll, we'll be happy. To do We'd that. love to do that. I, I, we'll you tell know, you what we think. Spike, you said something and I, I it's kind of comical, but, but this is how I look at this investments. There are, Brad said it, there are good invest. There are good ETFs. There are horrible ETFs. There are oh, good oh, stocks. Okay. There are horrible stocks. There are good annuities. There are horrible okay. annuities. I, I kind of look at it like this. You know, I one of my favorite lunches as a kid, I'm going to re- re- go back to, to food, <laughs> was, you know, this certain brand, Klosterman's Bakery Bread, with my Oscar Meyer bologna, O-S-C-A-R. My dad. My bologna has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. Yeah, my dad can My go bologna fishing. has a second name. It's yep. M-A-Y-R. Right? Now, nothing better than Klosterman bread, Oscar Meyer bologna, some good Oscar Meyer mustard and a little Miracle Whip. Mm-hmm. Pepper, salt. That's one of my favorite sandwiches. One of my least favorite sandwiches is a, a different, just kind of generic piece of bread and fake bologna. I call fake bologna, not Oscar Mayer. It's terrible. It's awful. That's how investments are. There's good. There are good vehicles. Might be called the same thing. It might be bologna, <laughs> but there's only one Oscar Mayer, and we are not paid or endorsed by Oscar Mayer, by the way. <laughs> I, I miss that song. Man, I love that song. My bologna. You know, every, the, you, there's, uh, brands used to have jingles. You know, what? We need, we need the wise money jingle. No, we don't. <laughs> Let's just sing the Oscar Mayer song. I like it better. No, but I, I totally understand what you're saying. But how does the regular person out there, and you know what? We, we only have a few minutes left, so I just I wanted to give you answer number three real quick, and we can Yeah, fire, okay, for, yeah go, sure. go down the line real quick. Let's hear them. Number go. three, though, of the favorite investments that retirees use by 46% mm. is cash. Cabbage. Uh, well, wow. now, that's, uh, yeah, that's fine as a short term short term protection from volatility mm-hmm. that that is not 
a long-term investment. And it, I mean, cash today, you're losing purchasing power at 9% a year. Uh-huh. But it's a wonderful vehicle when the markets are crazy, Absolutely. and it's and if you're in the right type of account where you can utilize it as a defensive hedge. And we think we use we, we use, use cash it. as one of our six main asset classes: cash, commodities, currencies, U.S. equity, international equities, uh, fixed income. It's it's one of the six. But as Brad said, it's not a place to go and stash. We've seen too many people back in the 0809 freak out, all ran to cash, and sat there for ten to fifteen years through some literally the greatest bull market in the history of the stock right. market. There are times when cash is king to 2020 when the co- the covid uh, crisis came cash was wonderful otherwise you're losing 35 percent in the market so there's times when that makes sense there's times when not you got to be cautious timing the market but but we we do feel at times cash can be a great asset class but it is a horrible long-term place to just put money because you will lose purchase it's a safe way to lose money that's spike. why that answer scared me so much i don't want that to be your long-term answer in retirement of where your money is stashed we understand that you're worried about the risks the ups and downs of the markets but as a long-term strategy, and like you were saying there's goods there's bads whether it's stocks whether it's etfs whether it's annuities and you've got to how did this somebody figure that out listen listen this is why a retirement ready review is so important because you have to have a comprehensive understanding of the risk that's sitting inside your portfolio cash doesn't have to be your only defensive position we love utilizing sophisticated option strategies alternative asset classes ways to help hedge your portfolio against crazy volatility that we're seeing in these markets today. But folks, you cannot at this time be cavalierish about your retirement assets. We've got debt at all times high, all time high. We're spending money left and right. The Federal Reserve is on an all out attack. You need to dial 844-657-1072 and request your retirement ready review. You get one shot at retirement. Do not let this season go to waste. 844-657-1072. Thank you so much for listening to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson, the co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital Retirement Planning Strategist right here in Cincinnati. We will be back again. Olson & Wilson Private Capital LLC is registered as an investment advisor and only conducts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. The firm is not engaged in the practice of law or accounting. Advisory services offered through Olson & Wilson Private Capital LLC are separate and distinct from insurance sales and services provided by TAP Insurance LLC.